the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Boston Marathon has been postponed until September 14th. That's because of the coronavirus pandemic. That is just one of the many major sporting events that have either been postponed or canceled altogether as a precaution. Meanwhile, the House in the wee hours of the morning approving legislation to provide direct relief to Americans suffering physically, financially, and emotionally from coronavirus impact. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she hopes President Trump is quick to sign the bill once it's finally passed. Between the appropriations bill and this legislation, uh, we, sh- we should see, we've legislated, we should see the executive branch execute, uh, execute uh, this legislation. President Trump has also thrown his support behind the aid package. It was passed in Congress. It will have to be hammered out in terms of the details this coming week in the Senate. This is SRN News. Wally Langfellow, Eric Nelson, Minnesota Score Magazine, Minnesota Score Radio Time for the two-minute score. Well, Wally, as we all know, the uh, sports world has been stopped in its tracks by COVID-19. The games will not go on, at least for the time being. And this has so many tentacles to it. The dominoes keep falling, and it impacts a lot of people, a lot of cities and regions. And I think the Twin Cities gets hit just about as hard as any metro area in the U.S. because we are sports set. We we have everything here, and let's let's be blunt. The Twin Cities isn't South Beach or Malibu or San Diego. It's not a natural destination spot, but our sports teams give people reason to want to come up here and, and, and see events. Well, all of a sudden now, that's out of the equation. Hopefully not for a long period of time, but nobody really knows. So I think the impact of no NHL, MLB, MLS, NBA, you know, whatever – I think it's going to be a huge loss for an area like the Twin Cities. Well, I'm going to take it one step further. And yes, as far as folks coming in from wherever, coming from out of town, coming from outstate Minnesota, coming across the border from Wisconsin or from the Dakotas or from Iowa up to see a ball game or whatever it might be. But I'm going to localize a little bit more for you. I think that there's some huge losses within the youth sports environment. Um, MYS just canceled their big state tournament for boys basketball that was supposed to happen uh, just over this past weekend. They have over 900 teams that come to the Twin Cities or from around the state. And it's a big impact because that was fundraiser money for a lot of these venues that host that tournament. There's 13, 14, 15 different schools that host the tournament. Big losses, and it's not just the big boys that are losing. Minnesota Score Radio, Saturdays at noon on AM 1440. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. These are wild times. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists, the words carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, I love that intro. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So we do Job Saturday last 
last week, and we uh, go off the air, and and we're just beginning to get news about um, about the uh, price war that seemed to be breaking out between Saudi Arabia and Russia. And I do want to talk about that, but I do know as well that that I mean, everyone's talking about the news of the week being coronavirus and the shutdown of many places. I. Just as you were, if you were listening to us just as the show started up, you heard uh, Minnesota Score Radio, which you hear here also on Business 1440, um, talking about the impact. Uh, it it kind of got me a little bit because I listen. I'm up here in St. Cloud. I am in my office. Uh, we are we our our workers are here. Our students are going to stay away an extra week, as they will at every Minnesota State College and University around the state. Uh, is decided by uh, our chancellor uh, down in Saint, down in St. Paul, uh, Devinder Malhotra. Um, I, Devinder is not just my boss, boss, but also, also I consider him a mentor and friend. Uh, uh, I think I think very very highly of him, and and I've had people sort of ask, I had a couple people ask, so are you sure we should be doing this? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am actually. I, I can talk more about that, but as I was telling uh, our producer, Eric, before the show, not an epidemiologist, and there are lots of people out there trying to predict predict things. I do, I do spend some time in statistics, so I try to be a little – I will talk a little bit about this in terms of thinking about risk, but I am not going to spend a whole lot of time uh, on, on that particular topic because we kind of covered that last week, and I would say last Saturday – uh, in the back of my head was the possibility that uh, this this would impact us as we were as we were going as we were going forward. Let me give you sort of a very simple way to think about that. Then I'm going to talk to, talk about some personal. Some, I'll, I'll give you a couple personal observations as well. Um, so I've been trying to get my my faculty and staff to do more of their work online. Um, holding meetings online if they possibly can, training them more in video conferencing technology. That'll help us down the road for sure. Uh, but as anyone who's ever spent time doing video conferences knows, if anyone ever wants to tell me it's exactly the same thing as being there, no, it's it's not really. I mean, no matter how many Microsoft Teams commercials you watch, it's not identical to being in the room. Uh, and and so forth. But I've been talking about this, and as I tried to explain to them, explain it to them, I was running my numbers again this morning so that I could have this this with the most accurate set of numbers. So think about the following. This is just data, right? I'm not I'm not talking I'm not talking anything medical. The Minnesota Department of Health reports that, that as of yesterday, 14 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the state. We know there are very few testing kits. Only 555 uh, tests have been administered in the state, according again to the Department of Health. So I'm just using official data. My guess is that the number, that 14 is an underreport because it's been difficult to get tests. As testing improves, that number will go up not because the underlying rate of infection is growing rapidly, but because we're able to see more results than we did before. It's what happened in China. It's what happened for a very, very short time in Korea, South Korea, uh, and so forth. Um, and I think it's what's happening in a number of places. You can lean toward testing uh, a lot more by doing some privatizing. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I've put up the things about about the CDC missing a couple opportunities, the the bad test kits that they had in early February, and what I consider a little bit more appalling than having a production failure, um, the decision simply not to make use of what was serendipitous data that they might have gotten um, from Seattle, uh, from a woman at the University of Washington who was doing some research on flu and had a bunch of samples that they could have used to have detected uh, the coronavirus outbreak up there in the nursing facility much sooner and actually have been able to measure spread and so forth. We could have known a lot more. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to leave this at, I'm going to leave you just with that particular thought. Mistakes were made. 
and government is no no better at avoiding those mistakes than otherwise. I'll say more about what should you do instead in a little bit, but let me go back to my numbers. There's a formula that you can use um, that I've been using to uh, based on based on just simple statistics to look at suppose there are so many people out there that are that have the infection. There are so many people that live in the state of Minnesota, and you want to have a gathering of a certain size. What's the likelihood that a person in the room, randomly drawn from the entire state, um, is going to be infected? And so, and so, I ran the I ran these data based on on the following assumption that the 14 is underestimated by a factor of 10. I'll explain why. So I've explained why I did, did that, because I think, we're un, I think we've got an undercount of the number of people who are infected. I don't think, so I, I think you need to be reasonable about this. I don't have many cat, kits, and if I don't have many kits, I don't have many positive results yet. The ratio of infection of positive results to the number of tests taken is about two and a half percent. Right, so fairly early in the process. If I take the so if I assume that's a factor of ten, I have a I have a dinner party for twelve or a meeting in my office for twelve people. What's the probability that any one of them comes in and actually has that? If I assume that there's 140 people infected rather than 14, the answer is three one-hundredths of 1%. That's pretty low. Suppose I decide to have 100 people there. That goes from zero point, so I've raised it by a factor of eight. And you would think as a result of that, I should get, I should get some higher, higher numbers. Right. Well, if I have a hundred people show up, there's two tenths of one percent chance that one of them has, one of them comes in with, with the the virus. Okay. So there's a one in five chance that somebody in the room has that has that infection. Now, if you're setting policy, do you do you want to take those that chance? The probability, if I go up to 250 people in the room is 0.63% that a person in the room has the disease. So that means the expected number of people with the disease in the room is between one and two persons. It's for this reason that I think larger gatherings probably need to be stopped. Having said that, I go back to to the the piece that played just before we started the show with our sports people talking about that. I remember this is that time of the year where I remember taking time off from doing this show back in the late 2000s so that I could take my daughter to play in a tournament, a, a basketball tournament for um for uh, Lutheran schools that was held down in New Ulm. It was our, for our school, and Esther went to a school that had all of about 25 kids in it. It was a tiny school. You blended your fifth through eighth grade together in one classroom, and a teacher managed those, those 12, 8 to 10 to 12 students at once. It's an amazing thing, and she got a great, great education from that. And those kids would look forward because this was their one weekend to go play basketball with other kids in similar schools around the state. The state has a group of such schools. Fairly small, playing co-ed basketball for kids in 6th to 8th grade. Now I don't know when the when that is. They may have actually already had that one this year, but I think of the I think of stories of kids that are going to play basketball. I got to tell you, I don't I'm not terrible. I mean, I'm sad because I love watching the NBA. I'm sad that I'm not getting to watch games right now, but I get it. And it's the right thing to do. I'm sad that I'm not going to get to watch March Madness. 
I hope that every college player who participates in a spring sport is given another year of eligibility so they can continue to enjoy the, the, the absolutely beautiful camaraderie of their college team to compete for a championship because that's really what you're there for. You're there to win a championship. I know I I know I haven't seen any of our students obviously here, but we our wrestling team is two times two time national champions and they were looking forward to they were pretty much getting ready to go to defend their title. And their chances were pretty good. Not gonna get to do that now. And if you tell them, well, I'm so sorry, but that's a winter sport, and so you, your uh, eligibility is rolled off, I don't know, that's tough. But the ones I feel worse for are those 11, 12, and 13-year-old kids that uh, our Minnesota score uh, people are just saying, yeah, I mean, I, I know that, the, uh, that there was money being raised for charity and that. I, I get that. We can figure out how to get money to those charities. But you can't replace that tournament for those kids. So even though it's the right thing to do, it's it's really hard. It has a cost that that an economist might look me looks at and says, "Well, I can't measure that. I don't know how to describe it." But that doesn't mean it isn't real. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Because you're mine, I walk the line. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440.
All right. We're trying to keep our social distance. There was a a little celebration at the house this morning. Mrs. Banyan came out of the garage carrying a uh, fresh uh, nine rolls of uh, or double rolls of toilet paper, and I, I I've said to her a couple times, "What the heck is with the toilet paper? What's going on here?" I said. There's nothing about this particular, this particular virus that would it, that would cause you to need mass quantities of toilet paper. Her response is, "You can use toilet paper for so many things, King. Don't you understand? You can use it for you can use it, you know, for for the toilet. You can use it to blow your nose. You can use it to as a napkin. You can use it as paper toweling." She, and I said, sure. So why? She's, and she pointed out quite simply, the things you use for paper toweling and for napkins, you don't flush down the toilet because they jam up. They jam up your system. And so she said, and so I said, so how many rolls do we have? And she said, we have enough. Um, and that's how that's that's how systems work. This is the story of the hour. By the way, I, I will get to talking about the the the, uh, the recession risk from this all in in, in a little bit. But uh, I understand uh, we had a call from one of our regular callers. We don't usually get to him on the air, but he mentioned the census being out there, and it's like I wanted to remind you. If you're thinking about, well, I'm trying to keep social distance, so I'm staying home, and I'm doing things. Guess what? In your mail between. If you haven't received it uh, yet, they started to go out on Thursday, and they've been, and they'll be going out all through the next week. In your mail, the 2020 census form, okay, and you have the opportunity to do do it mostly online. If you, Minnesota, I will tell you, I should point this out. Minnesota is like the best state to do surveys in, including the census. Our response rates are like near the top. Our quarterly business report here in St. Cloud comes out four times a year. We survey our local businesses. Our response rates are amazing. We don't pay them. We just send them the same questionnaire every three months, and they dutifully fill it out. They give us comments. They give us all kinds of feedback, and we we get to write uh, basically six pages of newsprint based on what, what it is that they uh, tell us. It's pretty remarkable. Likewise, the census, because they because they know you're good at responding, they're just going to send you a letter with with an ID and tell you to respond at my my2020census.gov. And most of you will do that. And guess what? If you do that, you won't get the paper copy that you're going to have to spend time trying to figure out how to fill out. You're not going to have somebody knock on your door. If you don't fill out the... If you don't fill out the 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 uh the copy online and if you don't fill out the paper copy guess what someone's going to come knock on your door and ask you the questions that they need to to count so you can save yourself you can save yourself some additional paper mail you can save yourself uh you can save yourself the uh, census taker at the door uh by simply filling out the form online my my 20 wait for your letter cuz it's got a unique id in it but when your letter comes, my2020census.gov is where you're going to go to fill that out. There you Trusting go. Trusting every aspect of our lives to a giant computer was the smartest thing we ever did. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know why? Because yours truly lives off that data to do a lot of the work I do here. I need I need you to be counted. Keep keeps me in keeps me in data. Right, right. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's get back to. I got so I got so distracted by that. I forgot what else I was working on. Uh, but those things those should come out. Um, those should be coming out this week. Let's let's run through some of the the uh, the the rest of the data that's come out. And really, I'm going to focus on a couple of really um, really negative numbers. No, undoubtedly. As we talked about last week, 
in February, this economy was doing fairly well. We'll see more data that's getting completely discounted like like we had last week with the job survey. We'll see more information um, uh, we'll see more information than we than we might guess. But the University of Minnesota uh, University of Michigan, excuse me, excuse me. University of Michigan Consumer Confidence Index fell to 95.9 from 101 for that's their preliminary March number. So this is our first peak at some kind of measure for March. And this is consistent with other sentiment surveys that I get to read uh, from a variety of sources like Morning Consult. Um, the conference board won't have theirs out for another 10 days or so. Uh, but... Um, the expectations numbers are really down in the Michigan survey, down to eight, down to eighty-five point three, which is the lowest in in six months, um, and it's largely based on the belief that people believe that the economy is going to suffer a recession. Um, inflation expectations are are lower. That makes sense again. So that makes sense only if we think demand's going to drop. If we think it's just a supply shock we're experiencing, guess what? That means prices rise, not fall. But but that was a negative number that's out there. Um, and probably the only real number we had in the data to sort of say that sort of confirmed what we were seeing or feeling as the stock market took its sickening four-day drop before rebounding yesterday. Um the um, for the week ending uh, March seventh, though job claims down four thousand to two eleven. Uh, the the NFIB's uh, small business optimism index just ticked up to one hundred four point five from one hundred four point three. Um, they they noted in their report. Nearly all of the survey's responses were collected prior to the recent escalation of the coronavirus outbreak and the Federal Reserve rate cut. We'll talk about that, too, in, in a little bit, uh, or Federal Reserve actions this week. Mortgage rates are dropping. I, went, I think I mentioned this last week. There's a, Over the past month, 79% spike in re- refinance applications, up almost 500% in this past week. Everyone's watched the interest rates drop to the floor, called their called their mortgage broker, called their bank and said, "Hey, can I refinance that?" Um it's so it's been a real help to them. And the other thing to point out, I want to I want to pause for a second on on this particular point is that we consume about 142 uh, about excuse me, 389 million gallons of of oil uh, of gasoline per day. Okay, 389 million gallons of gas a day. Uh, Eric reported uh, this morning uh, that uh, gas down by the mothership in Egan was at 209. I'm actually seeing prices through GasBuddy.com down in Lakeville for 169. Up here, I'm at the I'm at that same 207 to 209 price. These are likely to come down. For for the American economy, every penny per gallon that the gas price declines, it's going to be about a 1.4 billion dollar consumption tax cut for the American economy. And if you look at what's happened, it's as the as the change percolates kind of offset a little bit i think it's going to be toward the lower end of this range estimates would indicate anything from about a 30 cent per gallon cut on one end to everywhere all the way over to 70 to 80 cents a gallon cut on the other end the announcement by president trump yesterday with the emergency the national emergency regarding coronavirus and saying that he was going to He's ordered the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to buy more oil and fill it up to the tippy top. I don't know if he used tippy top, but that's one of his favorite words. To fill it all the way up is probably going to pull that price of oil back up 
from the current $33.34 back toward 40 It's interesting. And I'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about what's going on between Saudi Arabia and Russia in a bit. Um, but it's interesting to me, basically, that I think it's wise, even though it, it means that you're going to get less of a drop in the gallon of gas than you did before. I think the wisdom of this the wisdom of this strategy is to say, look, Russia, look, Saudi Arabia, if you're going to sell us a whole ton of cheap gas or oil, we'll buy it. Or more appropriately, what they'll do is they'll buy, they'll buy the marginal oil, oil uh, barrels that come out of um, the various shale oil fields here in the United States and put them away and provide a little bit of help to those shale producers. I once more say, if, if in fact, you're trying to say the recession is coming, it is not clear to me, and I don't think it's going to be clear to anybody, how much of this is coronavirus, and how much of this is related to the fact that the U.S. economy has gotten steam in this expansion from the development of shale oil. Maybe we'll turn to that piece next before we go back to talking a little bit more about coronavirus. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-727-9105. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-727-9105. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before, at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. 
Welcome back, King Banging Show. This is fourteen forty. Um, yeah, let's let's talk. I'm trying. I'm looking through my things to try to figure out what I want to play right now um, because there's uh, there's a lot to say about this coronavirus piece. In fact, let me. I was just going to tweet this out to you. I'm going to put this up right now for you. Um, um, so you know what. I'm not going to be able to do that. I can't. I can't type and talk at the same time. Um, I was listening, in fact, just uh, this morning uh, when I woke up. I sometimes go kind of half sleep, half half rise uh, in in the family recliner, uh, and did that this morning and turned on uh, uh, Jonah Goldberg's Remnant podcast, which I'm a huge fan of. I will tell you, I I and I particularly. The deeper he gets into sort of political philosophy things and the more he gets away from what he refers to as rank punditry, the better for me. I love that stuff. So I um, so he had on uh, David Bonson of the Bonson Group. You sometimes see him writing it on National Review. He runs a uh, financial firm out, out on the West Coast, but he was in D.C. and visiting with uh visiting with Jonah and had him on some really interesting comments this morning in that podcast which I think was done on Tuesday um and I'll tweet I'll tweet the link to if you want to hear it 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 the the comments start at about minute 19 um I admit because I was in the half drowsed state I didn't actually check my check myself right away but it's ser- fairly early on and the comments that are made are this, right? And it's worth understanding. Uh, Narn fan on our Twitter feed at pound KBRS um, is absolutely correct that the energy industry in the United States is highly leveraged. Very, very highly leveraged. Uh, indeed, when Trump announces the when Trump announces the uh, uh, the national emergency and the bo- and the refilling of the strategic p- petroleum reserve, and I don't have any idea, and I haven't seen any reporting on how many how many barrels that could possibly be. Okay, uh, Narfan indicates it could be not very many. I I don't have anything to tell you about that. I don't know. Uh, if someone can find a reference for us through Twitter, we'll read that on on air. So I don't know how big an impact that is. But it's a case of every dollar counts, uh, for one thing, because these companies are highly leveraged. But here's the point I would make about that, and please don't take this as, a, as investment advice. I'm not an investment advisor. It is likely that the fight between Saudi Arabia and Russia will lead to some, some very marginal highly leveraged energy producers to go bust. It is likely. And that's that's conventional wisdom. That much of when you see movements in the high yield market, okay, when you see movements in the price of high yield bonds relative to other bonds, when that spread widens, that's an indication largely that the uh that the shale oil producers are in huge trouble because they are leveraged up to their armpits. Um, and that, and, and, and so what happened yesterday was that the moment they announced this, the spread between high yield and, and investment grade uh, bonds dropped about 60 basis points in an hour. Because it's believed it's going to help them. I don't know in the long run if that's true or not. Again, it depends how much can we buy. What's the price they're going to negotiate? Those details don't seem to be available. I haven't found them yet. I did a little scouring this morning, but I had a lot of things to get ready for here on the show. And we've been a little busy around the campus lately. So I haven't had as much time as I'd like to do prep. Um... But Bonson's point, which I have to commend him for, because it's so it's so fundamental about markets, which is what we teach you here. If if those places go bust, those fields don't just all of a sudden catch fire and disappear. 
they're going to get bought. And who will buy them are better capitalized energy firms. All right? If you're Exxon or if you're Exxon Mobil, if you're or um, or another energy producer, Phillips, you're pretty happy with the situation that's happening right there. You don't mind in the slightest that Saudi and and, and Putin, the Saudi royal family and and Putin are having a, a bit of a bit of a bad uh, bad fight over production levels. You don't mind that because. You are capitalized enough that you can ride out whatever happens to the oil price. For sure, for sure. Their stock prices will decline. For sure, for sure. They're, you know, they're going to show losses on their, uh, in their income statements. When the price of oil goes from 50 to 55, from 60 to 55 to 50 to 40 and lower. But when the smoke clears and the price goes back to wherever it's going to go, whoever blinks first, okay, I'm predicting the Saudis will blink first because Putin seems able to impose pain on his people a lot better, yeah, a lot more than uh, the, than uh, MBS can impose pain on his people. But I could be wrong. That said, I believe that when the smoke clears. Those shale oil producers will still be there. And this is Bonson's point. The shale oil producers go away, but the shale oil fields don't go away. They're just bought by better capitalized companies. At prices that those that those better capitalized companies are going to say, oh, this is awesome. I got all this additional production now under my control. And I got to buy it at 40 to 50 cents on the dollar. Thank you, Putin. This is amazing. And so, and so Bonson's point. I think this. I think this point is fundamental. And and here's the other thing to remember. Is and Bonson also pointed this out. Give, let's give him credit for the second point, which is in 2015 the Saudis tried exactly the same thing. OPEC tried to drive down the price of oil, which was at that time running near eighty dollars a barrel. Which, by the way is the price of oil at which the Saudi Arabians set the kingdom's budget. They set the budget on the basis of we're going to produce this much and we're going to sell it at this price. And the price they they use is 80. The price now is in the 30s. So of course they have to pump more right now. Of course they're trying to do that because they need to pay they need to pay their budget. So, when that price comes back, those oil fields are going to come back too. That's exactly what happened in 2015. In 2015, a few marginal producers got shut. Those that had enough capital around to get through this did. Just like now with coronavirus, if you're a marginal restaurant, if you're a marginal airline, if you're a marginal cruise line company it's just probably this is probably an extinction event for you if you're a better run hotel or a better run airline a better run restaurant a better run uh hail hailing service if you're one of those after the smoke clears and some of your competition has been shaken out that had lived off cheap credit and an economy that was booming, when the smoke clears, you're probably in a better position than you were before. But the basic point is that the shale, the shale oil revolution is not going to be stopped by the Saudis and the Russians trying to, trying to fight this out. No, indeed it's likely that they're trying to they're trying to do something very different and because we Americans want to have everything focused on us we just interpret what they're doing as being oh they're trying to kill off shale oil go back and look up just type just type in Saudi Arabia shale oil 2015 into your Google machine and read the stories that pop up put them in a timeline 
and watch the process. It looked like Saudi Arabia was winning for a while, but eventually they lost. They, because they could not sustain the fight long enough to drive the shale, to get shale oil out of business. And because what they were seeing is what I'm telling you. What they saw was a shale producer fails. They sell the property to somebody else who's still going to operate it as a shale oil company and say, say, I'm just going to wait you out, kingdom. I'm just going to wait you out, OPEC. And they do. So this is, this is probably not that. This is probably not that. But this is, a, this is just a note to you that, that for a while, counteracting some of the coronavirus shock, except in those places where there's going to be some financial issues, we're seeing we're going to see a drop in the gas price that acts like a consumption tax cut. Be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? RB's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 7 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Do you fix frozen drains, culverts, or use water to jet out pipes? At American Pressure, we have the know-how to fix your equipment and many of the parts and accessories to help you. From hand-carry hose reels, foot-activated valves, to jetting nozzles and hoses, American Pressure has many of the items you need to get your job done. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. That's AmericanPressure.com. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business fourteen forty. We're a little, we're a little over all over the place. But I wanted to play a couple pieces for you here 
talking about this particular issue. This is uh, Bob Nardelli. Uh, he was on. Um, he was on. I think Fox Business. Um, yes, uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, two days ago, uh, talking about fracking and and how and, and his belief, in fact, that companies are going to go bankrupt by quite a bit. Can we get that fracking clip up, please, uh, Eric? Uh, they're definitely going to have to look at uh, the, the oil patch, the fracking business. You know, a good friend of mine, Scott Sheffield uh, from Pioneer, has forecasted that 50% of the fracking companies will go bankrupt. 50%, 50% of all fracking companies will go bankrupt? Will go bankrupt. If you think about uh, Occidental already, the stock went down over 50%. They're talking about cutting their dividends. Uh, if you if you look at Diamond, all of the fracking companies, whether it's in the Permium, the Marcells, the Balkans, were immediately cutting back on rig count. So we'll see that from a thousand rigs, we'll see that drop precipitously, Maria. That's number one. Number two, you know, my my, my favorite airlines, Delta, talking about cutting their international flights by twenty five percent. Okay, we can stop there. I just wanted the I wanted the first piece. I don't need the rest of that. Um, um, so, fifty percent of firms. That's quite possible. I mean, it kind of confirms what we were talking about. Uh, what we what we would talk about. There's a uh, there's a, uh, a significant conversation happening uh, on our Twitter feed with our regulars, uh, Darn Fan and and Don, um, talking about um, talking about our um, talking about our what's happening with fracking. I just think again, this is a this is an important point to make that. That disruption is very real. When that disruption happens, here's what's going to happen next. Who's lent money to these to the to the shale oil firms? Some of them are banks. Some of them are other places. So, the president's action. We just we did the calculation. Uh, uh, Don on Twitter has been uh, has operated as the uh, KBRS research room uh, and given us given us the calculation basically there's about 60 million barrels of room in the SPR because I think they max out just under 700 million barrels um, and and so there's currently about 635 the max is around 695 so if you take 60 million barrels could be the amount purchased. Suppose they bought it all at forty dollars a barrel. That would be quite, that would be quite the, uh, that would be quite the boon to uh, the shale producers. It's not huge, but at least gives them something. That comes out to two point four billion dollars. I do math better than uh, the people that uh, trying to comment on Bloomberg's uh, Mike Bloomberg's uh, spending and checks to individuals. Uh, that's. Uh, you know, it's not. It goes to a fairly concentrated group of people, some of whom have been supporters of the of President Trump. Uh, so there'll be comments about that. Two point four billion isn't isn't chump change. But my my thought is, in comparison to the size of the amount of issuing of high yield bonds, it's not clear that's going to be enough to paper it over. I think some of the some of the the impetus for the Federal Reserve stepping into the market and saying, we're going to authorize liquidity injections um, of about, you know, we're going to do overnight repo operations and we're going to take them out as far as $1.5 trillion. Frankly, this is what they're supposed to do. I, 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 th- I thought they may have taken a step too far with the 50 basis point rate cut. My guess is this coming week they will make they will make another rate cut. I I thought they would do something in the middle of the week. They've they've decided to wait. They decided to wait until until their meetings on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yes, they're meeting on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I get it. Um, but they're going. My guess is they'll cut another fifty, and take us take take us down to one half of one percent. They might even go seventy five. They might. I care less about that than I do about the fact that they should be able to look out in the marketplace and buy every bit of eligible paper that they can find or offer to buy every eligible bit of paper they can find to basically increase the liquidity. This is not the amount of money, but increase the liquidity of the firms that are that are extended out there. 
I would rather that they didn't do that. I would rather they didn't do that in in the energy sector because I do think that there probably are some there's probably been some overbuilding there and probably some people that are overextended and there probably needs to be a shakeout there. But there there the shakeout that has happened to date has been really minimal and the president's actions kind of give some support under it. I think the shale business, I, I, I leave you with that very same thought that I had before. The shale business is not going to go away. Who owns it? How much they paid for it? How much they're leveraged into it is likely to change. Those changes can be a little bit gut-wrenching. You can see some drops in energy prices. If you looked at the energy stocks, I, I mean, I went through and looked at all the stocks happening in the various sectors I thought were being impacted across the board. And I looked at cruise stocks and airline stocks and all that. I looked at the energy stocks, and they were hit just just as hard as any sector, including the leisure in- industries. They got hit hard because the price of oil drops and they and the price of oil gets priced into a stock in the energy sector like that what's happened what 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 happens is the better the better finance companies will be will have a fairly easy time buying up the less well financed companies you're going to see mergers and acquisitions in that sector over the next few months and that's okay. The question really is, is that going to cause us a recession or not? The answer to that is, well, that's the question for the next hour. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I am Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I am Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I am Staff Sergeant Alex I am Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history 
and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com.